Hello, obsessive listeners. Thank you all so much for downloading or streaming uh, the second of three bonus Breaking Bad episodes of The Obsessive Viewer. We got such a great response to the first Breaking Bad bonus episode that we, we couldn't wait to get this one out to listeners. It's it's our way of giving the listeners a little something extra while also honoring a show that uh, the three of us love so much. As a disclaimer, we want to say that this episode is extremely spoiler-heavy. For the most part, uh, we break the show down scene by scene every episode. So if you haven't seen these episodes, please stop right here and watch them. We'll wait. We'll be here when you get back. Promise. Go ahead. Stop now. Watch the episodes. If you have, uh, but haven't listened to our last episode, you can download it at the same place you downloaded this one. So do that and prepare yourself for this episode. Go do that now. Okay, you back. All right. Uh, we hope you love the episode. We're really proud of it, but we really want to know what you guys think. So let us know your thoughts on the podcast. Even more, uh, let us know what you think of these three episodes of Breaking Bad. Let's talk about the big questions. What are your predictions? Is it truly the best show on television? Can Dean Norris be any more awesome? I don't know. You let us know. Of course, you can reach us on Twitter. Uh, this is Mike, and I'm at I am Mike White. Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny, and Matt, of course, is at Obsessive Viewer. You can comment on ObsessiveViewer.com. You can like us on Facebook, or you can send us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the podcast is really a two-way street here, so please, please let us know what you think. Uh, so here we go. Obsessive Viewer, Breaking Bad, bonus episode two. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Look, you two guys are just guys, okay? Mr. White, he's the devil. You know, he is He is smarter than you. He is luckier than you. Whatever you, whatever you think is supposed to happen, I'm telling you, the exact reverse opposite of that is going to happen. All right, so we just watched the episode Rabid Dog of Breaking Bad. Of course, this is the start of our second half or our second third of our uh, Breaking Bad Season 5B discussions. Um, and where we left off, we saw Jesse uh, learn what Hank had done to Brock. Walt. Walt. Oh, sorry, what Walt had done to Brock um, in previous seasons. And uh, Jesse overreacted a tad. Uh, and the show, the, uh, the episode ended with Jesse pouring gasoline in the house, fade to black. We open on Walt, uh, coming to his own house, coming inside, uh, anticipating Jesse to be there. And Jesse is not there. What'd you guys think of the cold yes. open here, guys? Uh, I loved, or I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I was a little... I was a little worried that at the end of it, I was a little worried that we were going to have a uh, another um, Aaron Paulless episode, mm-hmm. but that was rectified. We'll get that to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. But I liked the tension. The tension was very uh, ratcheted up to the to the top. Um, yeah, the tension was. It was ratchet. just a. <laughs> oh God! Please don't. Uh, no. <laughs> please don't. Somebody paid me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I just love the tension and 
Uh, I thought it was good, a good cold open. It was good. It's one of the first times this season we've seen a cold open that uh, f- immediately follows the events that happened at the end of the last episode. That's true, mm-hmm. right? You, usually they're a little, uh, they're they're kind of something else. <laughs> I don't know a better <laughs> word for that, but uh, but they don't usually start this way. And I thought they're that like was visual non sequiturs. They are. They're visual non sequiturs, uh, and. Almost not even non sequiturs because they definitely come up. They will come up, I guess we hope. Right, later. right. Um, Tiny, what did you think of the cold open? Um, I, I liked it as well. The, my favorite cold opens are the ones with little to no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed something in this cold open that maybe I'm just looking looking too much into it, but it seems to me like the children of uh, Albuquerque or ABQ, as it is referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, the children of Albuquerque are very active <laughs> because, <laughs> like, at the end of this cold open, like, a bunch of kids ride by on their bicycles. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember the first, the very first cold open of the premiere, there's the kids on the skateboards in the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That really awesome cold open. And, like, the end of that episode, there's the kid outside with a remote-controlled car. Um, That's right. Perhaps this actually... Perhaps this actually takes place in the late 80s, early 90s when kids actually went outside to play. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you kids have PlayStations? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's supposed to mirror what Walt has done to kids in the past, or at least to to Brock. Maybe it's supposed to put it to the forefront. Because you remember in the desert scene, um, they did a kind of similar thing when showing the... Showing the tarantula. Tarantula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's just a visual reminder of, of that kids have been victims in this series at the hand of Walt or sure. indirectly by the hand of Walt as well. Sure. Or maybe it's just um, kids. <laughs> maybe it yeah. doesn't mean anything. Maybe there's just kids in the scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? It's possible. Who knows? It's possible. Um, so <laughs> we'll talk about the resolution to this cold open uh, later on. But mm. after the commercial break and the credits, um, we get Walter's excuse for why everything stinks like gas and we also get uh rj Mitty, walt jr flynn uh for the mm-hmm. first time picking up on walter's bs what do you guys think about that yes Matt. even if it was just a sorry even if it was just picking it up on the wrong uh the wrong cues or whatever mm-hmm. like it, like uh or what have you i i still think it was it was maybe indicative of Walt not doing too well with this anymore. Yeah. It's kind of it's a good uh, sign that things are just kind of spiraling. Yeah, uh, I like kind of I like Walt's reaction to Walt to Junior's uh, to Junior's story. Walt's kind of like, yeah, that's a better version of that story. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah, he's been getting uh, Walt's been getting called out a lot this season oh mm-hmm. yeah everyone's absolutely. like yeah we, we know you're full of crap you're not as good a liar as you think you are mm-hmm. right uh and he's not he really isn't um yeah, yeah i liked he it a lot no i did too i thought that was a good scene Me too. so then they go to the go they go to the hotel and this is the first of a couple that i that i'll talk about and I, I think you guys might agree with me uh this is definitely the the confirmation that uh skyler is mrs heisenberg <laughs> Agree, yeah, yeah, Skeisenberg, Skeisenberg. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't take credit for that. I think the internet said okay. that. But um, so Walter, who who uh, 
speaks with uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, let's let's stop here for a moment before we go to Skylar because I want to point out that Saul for two episodes now has recommended killing someone, mm-hmm. Walt kill someone close to him, and uh, and add to the fact that Skylar did the same thing. It's kind of interesting to see that that the entire the entire run of the series, uh, Jesse has been kind of this this important figure to Walt mm-hmm. in someone we've, we've argued in the past about whether he actually cares for him or is just a pawn in his game, mm-hmm. but he's always been this untouchable un like he, he doesn't want harm to come directly to him. Right. And now he, the world around him, the people around him have, have kind of, um, they've evolved from, from, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They've, they've changed They've changed as a result of Walt's actions. Yes. So mm-hmm. when Jesse becomes a threat or becomes erratic or rabid, mm-hmm. um, they think, well, why don't you just put him down? I don't see what the point is. Right. Um, and it's kind of an interesting way to show how Walt has affected the people around him and how he is not seeing uh, – how he still has like a little bit of, of mm-hmm. Walt in him, I guess. And also interesting to see – uh, how my assessment two episodes of how Walt feels about Jesse was probably wrong. <laughs> I think he, I think he cares about him. Yeah. At least plus, yeah. It, plus it's it's interesting that Walt has been described so far this season as a monster, as evil. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesse called him the devil in this episode. Yep. But mm-hmm. he seems to be the only one who's not trying to kill anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Ironically, it is yeah. it is interesting. Um. So we get we get that out of the way. I, I might be jumping around a little bit, but I also want to talk about when Walt is downstairs and he talks to Walt Jr. And uh, they're kind of having – Walt Jr. is having a conversation about uh, Walter dying of cancer. And Walter <laughs> is having the same conversation, but he's kind of talking about everything else in the right. same vein. What mm-hmm. do you make of uh, – how how'd you feel at the moment when they hugged? I felt weird, kind of cringy. I felt kind of uh, uncomfortable because he was talking about Heisenberg. He wasn't talking right. about the cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a little cocky of him also. That line where he said something to the effect of, you think I'm going to come all this way and let cancer take yeah. me or something? Yeah. Uh, and that's an interesting thing given Tiny's former um, theory for the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something he has no control over. Right. Mm-hmm. We, so. And um, I, I felt weird because I, f- there are people left who still sympathize with Walt, and I am not one of them. I haven't been on Walt's side for a long time, but I kind of felt it a little bit with the hug. I felt bad. It, it was one of the first times it really hit me what might happen to Junior <clears throat> excuse me, huh. and the family after all this goes down, after, after Walt goes down. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Good point. It was just sad. It was just a sad moment. It was a sad moment for me, this innocent kid who really knows nothing about the situation. Um, and all of these people who have all done bad things at one point. I, I can't think of a character on the show who hasn't done something bad save for Junior and, well, of course, Holly. Right, right. Mm. Holly's the real Heisenberg. She is, yeah. Um, she has orchestrated the, the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the twist at the yeah. end, the usual suspect yeah. style twist. Um, 
Uh, interesting anecdote, I guess, sure. about uh, a Walt Jr. This is something that I thought of when I was watching it. Uh, I may have mentioned it before, but I think it'd be interesting to go back and take every scene with uh, Walt Jr. and just cut those together and see what his perspective of the events that are unfolding yeah. um, are. Because basically, I mean, he'll pop up every now and then and be like, why are you guys fighting? Why... Dad has cancer. Why are you being such such a right. such a horrible mom, right. mom? Right. And it's just it, it would be interesting to see his perspective of this of this entire series because he has no idea about the meth stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, hmm. And uh, if I if I were an actor, I'm I'm not. <laughs> but if I were and I had like a if I had a role like um, like Walt Jr., I would like. I would, I, I think it would be interesting to, to perform it as that, like only get my, my pages of the script and only yes. play off of what is yeah. on the page for me. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be an interesting exercise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Good point. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's just what I was thinking. At this point in the episode, we reach the, uh, the real meat of the episode. And I got to say, and I, yes. let me know if you guys agree with this. Up until this point, up until the point I'm about to talk to next, when we do, when they do cut to Jesse inside the house, I'm thinking, man, if Jesse changed his mind, I really hate the first half of this episode, <laughs> and I really think it is kind of wasteful. Uh, if, if you know, again, if Jesse changed his mind, all of the events are really, they really feel like filler. That he would change his mind mm. and go through all this, and I'm and I'm thinking, why would they even have Jesse uh, do the gas cans and then have to go through this because it, because it is wasted time? Of course, I'm wrong, uh, and it all <laughs> makes sense, and I and I love it when uh, Jesse is about to about to light the house on fire and mm. Hank walks in. I I clapped. I was all yeah. like, yes, that's so awesome. <laughs> I, did. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I loved I loved Jesse's line where he's whenever whenever Aaron Paul plays these like big emotional scenes, he like he has this energy that's just really great. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that he says uh he he uh he can't keep getting away with this. Yes. I think that was just a a brilliant line and just performed very well by him. Yep. It was it was Absolutely. one of the things I've been waiting for Jesse to say for a while. Mhm. You know, if Definitely. I if I could write the show, I would have had to say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he, uh, Hank takes Jesse back to his house and Hank believes that he is going to, uh, have all the information he needs on Walt by interviewing Jesse. And so he does the, he does the confession and they, and they talk and then, uh, Jesse goes to the bathroom and we get to the other part, the other character transformation, uh, when Gomez is saying, what if, what if the kid's right? What if Walter does shoot him? And then Hank says, then we get, what does he say? Like a, a junkie he's drug like, dealer. He's like this kid, the, the, uh, the meth, the meth head, uh, murderer yeah. guy. Gets shot. <laughs> yeah. And then we find yeah. out who shot him. That was a, as much as I've loved Hank up to this point, I really am feeling myself turn on Hank because of that line. Absolutely, I I was going to say the same thing. It was that is that was, the point? Is that the point of that moment? I don't. You agree know. with me, right? I do. It was very yeah. dark. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because he's he was essentially saying he didn't give a damn about anyone except what was happening with the case. Because he said either 
either Jesse dies and we get everything on tape so we still get Walt, or Jesse doesn't get anything on tape, but we still have Jesse so we can flip him. Right. That's all that's all he was worried about. He didn't care yeah. about right. Jesse Absolutely. being he didn't care about Jesse's safety, he didn't care about anything else, and that was I, I agree that that really shocked me, but yeah. I, I guess I I get it, you know. It's uh it's funny how the only person who seems to care about Jesse is Walt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. that is interesting. Um, but with Hank with Hank, I think that's just another um, another instance of Heisenberg transforming the characters around him. Yes, exactly. Um, because and I think that this was this was what the episode was completely about. Like the total episode, this was this is what the episode's focal point was: was showing this transformation of, like we've seen Walt transform into Heisenberg, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing the world around him transform mm-hmm. uh, uh, or change around him, and it's a very very crazy it's kind of like i said two episodes about how the shots are different and how we're seeing Mm -hmm. the house from different angles now we're seeing the people now we're seeing the people feel that as well Mm, yeah right uh i i wanted to comment on how when when he's when hank says that about jesse it isn't more than 12 minutes before that that he reaches over and puts the seatbelt on him that he puts the seatbelt on yeah, Jesse for yeah. him, which at first, uh, Amanda and I were both saying, Did, "Is he was he going to hug him?" <laughs> we, we thought he was going to give him a hug, which was, I was way out of character. But yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised because he's probably so happy to have him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was uh, he's he's precious cargo. Yeah, he is. Um, That's true. Yeah. So he buckles him in, and then uh, and then we we start to lose sympathy for Hank. So in this <laughs> in that moment. I'm starting to feel like my prediction for the ending or my want for the ending is is more clear, is more of a possibility that Jesse is going to be the one to take down. I have a feeling Hank's going to die. Hmm. After seeing his line about Jesse, I feel like they're setting that up to be him being another mm-hmm. indirect or direct casualty of Heisenberg. Yep, I agree. I agree fully. Uh, and I think and I think Jesse's going to take uh, take Walt down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So um, to wrap it up, they have a meeting or uh, Walt instigates a meeting with Jesse. Uh, Jesse notices a man standing there who he takes to be someone watching Walt to make sure that nothing happens or that he will take Jesse out. Uh, wh- whichever that is, he's wrong. Um, Walt goes mm-hmm. away. Jesse makes another threat that uh, whatever you thought was going to happen, I'm going to do worse. Hank is mm-hmm. angry. Uh, and then Jesse says, uh, I have a better plan. There's something worse. Cut to Walt talking to Todd's yes. white supremacist uncle. It is time. Or he's talking to Todd. And he's, he's like, talking, Todd, right. I think I have, it's time I think I have another job for, yeah. your, for your uncle exactly. or something like that. What happens next? Well, I want to mention quickly about this, that first of all, can that could that guy be any more suspicious? I mean, yeah. Um, but more importantly, I feel like that scene where where Jesse is walking up to Walt and he sees him and he he like he he gets that bad vibe, so he leaves. Like I was sitting there thinking, like, wow, the the like they could have repaired it. Like I mean, I assume that Walt would have convinced him to. Well, I mean, he was wearing a wire, so which by the way, good on uh, Damon Lindelof for calling that foreshadowing in the uh, previous episode. The the license plate wire up. Oh uh, yeah stuff good job yeah, but that was very cool yeah um anyway so i was thinking like okay well maybe maybe once jesse talked to 
to Walt. He would maybe clue him in and he would help him or whatever. Because Walt is very manipulative. I mean, Jesse's starting to see those cracks and everything, but... I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's just Walt always kind of seems to have a plan even when he's improvising. Mm-hmm. He always, he like like Jesse says, he's lucky. Um, so maybe he would have been able to wa- work out of it. But anyway, this misunderstanding, I feel like, is just is going to be the thing that brings out just the 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 mess that brings out, uh, that, that brings about his 52nd birthday. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, it, that's the only thing that can cause it now. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I think you feel like things could have been resolved between Walt and Jesse. I don't think there was any turning back. I, I kind uh-huh. of felt that too because there were some calm moments where Jesse's face wasn't turning red. You know, <laughs> uh, but I, I think he's, I think he's ready to take care of Walt. I think he. Yeah. I don't think there's well, any turning back for him. What I was. What I, what I meant to get at with that, I got a little sidetracked, but I, I was thinking like, wow, this is like a big misunderstanding. It's kind of like a kind of like a tragic setup to where there's this misunderstanding where he thinks that Walt's trying to kill him, so that's going to make him just take down Walt. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like, okay, well that's kind of a tragic thing, but then also Walt is still in the wrong no matter what. Yeah, I mean, he still poisoned Brock and he still mur- was implicit in. Uh, jane's death mm-hmm. i mean jesse doesn't know that but he's still he's still got to go that there's no no amount of of um um coincident coincidental um coincidental circumstances no amount of those will will make up for mm-hmm. um walt's transgressions but tiny what do you what do you think about that scene did i was wondering did you guys have an issue with the whole um I had I had a small just a small issue with the way that that scene played out because it, it sort of seemed like a a bit of a a bit of a cheap reveal when at least in my opinion when they showed after that whole the the, the phone call where Jesse called him from the payphone we saw that 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 guy who was you know standing there that Jesse perceived as you know a potential hitman I guess mm-hmm. uh we there was a bit of a reveal where Walt gets up and starts walking away kind of towards him <laughs> yeah. and then we see that the guy's just waiting for his daughter i thought that was sort of it was unnecessary i guess because like there's i don't think anyone thought that Walt was literally going to try to kill Jesse there like that guy was working for Walt but they sort of revealed it in that scene, like, "Oh, oh, look! You thought this guy was going to kill him, but look, he's just waiting for his daughter." I'll, I wasn't I was, sure. I didn't think he would really? kill Jesse, but I thought he might. I thought I thought it might be a guy protecting Walt. See, well, I didn't. That's think what that I thought all. too. I didn't think that at all. <laughs> I I thought that it might have been a guy protecting uh, protecting Walt, and that was uh, that was maybe that's what uh, freaked Jesse out because on the on the voicemail, Walt was very was very uh, uh, clear about saying, like, it'll just be me. You can come right. up and shoot me in the head if you want. Yeah. But I think we should talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of another another facade mm-hmm. orchestrated by the great Heisenberg. Yeah. But I, I agree eyes. with you, Tiny, that I don't – I never thought that that guy would kill Jesse. You no. know, I just, I just thought – I thought he was protection. But I did think he was – he was working for Walt. Even then, mm-hmm. I think the reveal of the daughter thing – it was just to add to the tragedy of the situation. The tragedy yeah, in the another... sense that Matt describes tragedy. Tragic mm-hmm. moment, you know. 
Yeah. It was another instance of a of a kid, just in Albuquerque. Yeah. Kids are very <laughs> lots of kids. Sure. Yeah. Lots yeah. of kids. Yeah. Um, but but so I liked the scene, and I and I liked the. Well, I, I didn't enjoy, but I appreciated the the anger in Hank, um, and I'm excited to see where that goes. But uh, so the Todd thing, what happens next? Well, I w- I wanted to ask, what do you guys think Jesse's plan is? Because I, I can't think of what. Because he says on the phone, he says, "I I went to your house or whatever. And now I'm going. Now I'm going to take you down at your at where you at your, where you really yeah live. where you really live. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I wish I knew. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was um, thinking his family, but that doesn't seem like Jesse. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of is what if he what if he tries to uh, somehow spills the beans to Walt Jr. Um, oh yeah, where but, does he really again, live? That's the clue. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't live at the car wash. He doesn't, no. and that's the only other place where he does. Could he live. Live, when mean, he calls him the devil. Does he mean he lives in hell? I, and I, I try to think of like hellish places he could live, know. but I, but I came up with nothing. So I don't know. That's a that's yeah. a weird thing to maybe say. Maybe he would. Yeah. Maybe he would go after the money, but I mean it's buried in. in yeah, Walt Jesse doesn't know where the it. money is. Mm-hmm. Although, well, I don't know this. I don't know what if he what if he just exposes Heisenberg. Like when we saw in the cold open for the first episode, we saw Heisenberg spray painted on the wall, and that gave me the impression that he's a legend now, and he's like, he's a he's the boogeyman basically. So, so where you really live under your hat, under the Heisenberg hat? Yeah, kind of <laughs> okay. expose his expose this this uh, expose him for what he really is to the, just the general public. Gotcha. Mm. Um, Take away his reputation. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I had a few quick things just observations uh first of all um this was just probably at least the 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 dozenth time that we've seen that brian cranston hates wearing pants and loves (laughs) loves whitey tidies um uh and then dozenth 20th if you count malcolm in the middle there you go (laughs) it mirrors the pilot episode a little bit yeah yeah Um, it did it does just i mean the um, and then I loved Saul's line where they uh, where Saul and Bill Burr met him at the hotel, and they were talking in the back of his in the back of his car. And <laughs> Saul was, uh, or you know, Walt was still trying to go for diplomatic efforts with Jesse, and uh, and Saul said, "I don't think the kid's going to take to a nuanced discussion of the virtues of child poisoning." <laughs> I love that. I thought you were going with another line. I thought you were going to say like, I should, "What did you say?" Like, I shouldn't let my dojo membership expire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was, was really good too. But so genuine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, that was a great line about uh, about the child poisoning. I thought that was a great yeah. line. Yeah, and then uh, and then lastly, um, in the final scene uh, where Walt's on the phone with Todd, and it it just kind of it was revealed that really all Heisenberg is is he's just a job creator. <laughs> Isn't this just another example of Hollywood liberal elites making job creators look evil? Exactly. That's all the show is. I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's channeling Rush Limbaugh there. Yeah. Jeez. That's good. <laughs> but no, those are just a few little observations I had as I was watching it. Nice. So can we talk about it yet? Are we re- are you ready, Matt, to talk about him t- talking to t- this is the third time I've tried to bring up the end. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway. Um, oh, by the way, why does he take the gas can from... No, I'm just kidding. I don't really <laughs> care why he, why he took the gas can to the other. Uh, so he talks to Todd and says, I think it's time um, that we we get your uncle for a little more business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that has me nervous because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if you remember the scene, uh, the big prison shank scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was sudden. I mean, they're very, they're very discreet and they're very subtle. And I don't see how I could see maybe, uh, what if, what if Hank is with Jesse Jesse's about to get murdered and then Hank protects him or maybe even sacrifices himself for him. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. That's, that would seem a little, that would seem a little Hollywood. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, um, Todd and his uncle sort of set a trap for Jesse to kill him. But Jesse springs the trap essentially, and he mm-hmm. kind of stops him, and that solidifies his decision to kill Heisenberg, to kill Walt. Let's remember hope- that. Uh, let's remember that the people now running the meth business, the the blue meth, are those guys. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. wonder if their payment, uh, Walt's payment to them, is his business, his. Uh, his talent, mm. perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Could huh. be. I wonder. Uh, uh, if not, all uh, all the stuff early on is throwaway. All the stuff That's with true. them is throwaway. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Any any yeah. scene with Lydia is throwaway if if that mm-hmm. doesn't come up. The yeah. it's what is it down to sixty five percent? You know what I mean? Yeah. And when they asked Todd if he's okay with running his own lab, right. he seemed a little shaky about yeah. it. Yeah, and they're just going about it the wrong way because I mean they're just openly they're openly talking about the train heist. They're openly transporting the methylamine mm-hmm. um, on the back of that truck. And I mean, yeah, the, I'm I think they will jump at the chance to bring back Heisenberg out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It was a good episode. Cool. It was, if if not, uh, just a little bit of a bridge episode. Another one of those kind of, yeah, a, l- a little bit, not 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 quite as much as what we've seen, but still, it was a, it was a significant episode. Mm-hmm, but it yeah. was also there's going to be more significant episodes to come. Yeah, not my favorite of the of the season so far, mm-hmm. but it's got a lot to live up to. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a lot going against it. This it's a decent episode. Good. Totally. Look, nice. Looking forward to next week. Me too. Me too. I am sorry about Brock. No, you're not. I am. You're not, but you're going to be. Yes, I am sorry about Brock. But he's alive, isn't he? He's fine, just as I planned it. Don't you think I knew exactly how much to give him? That I had it all measured out? Come on. Don't you know me by now? I know you're lying, evil scumbag. That's what I know. Manipulating people. Messing with their heads. Open your eyes. Can't you see that I needed you on my side to kill Gus? I ran over those gangbangers. I killed Emilio and Crazy 8Y. I did all of those things to try to save your life as much as mine. Only you're too stupid to know it. So, of course, 
we're here to talk about what happened last night on the season premiere of Boardwalk Empire, right, everyone? That's what everyone watched? That's what everybody yeah. watched. Everybody watched that and Dexter. Oh, yeah, Dexter. I forgot that that's still going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but we're here to talk about Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, last night's episode was called... Oh, wow, I can't it's, remember. Uh, it's the location of the place. It's to- yeah. Tohahili, Tohazili. Tohahili, yeah, something Tohahili. like that. I did actually have a comment on this, and I almost like I almost posted the picture on <laughs> on the on the what we're calling the Obsessive Viewer Pod Chat. It's on the Facebook, our private Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost posted a picture that was just a list of all the episode titles that have run so far, mm-hmm. and like I was like, is this does this mean something? Because it's all in alphabetical order, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Blood Money, <laughs> Buried, Confessions. Um, uh, uh, wow, what was last week's episode? Oh, rabid dog. Rabid dog. Yeah. yeah, and then to whatever it's called. Um, so I was like, does this have a deeper meaning or whatever? But it doesn't because next week's episode's called Ozymandias. So yeah, there's oh, all damn. kinds of. Uh, have you guys heard the uh, the one about how he like takes on traits of people who he killed? Like Gus yep. Fring had the car, and now mm-hmm. he's driving the car. And in the cold open, uh, the beginning of last season he does the 52 thing by himself making people wonder if Skyler's dead yeah I, I've wow. heard about that and there's more to him taking on traits oh like yeah there's, there's all kinds yeah, of like, stuff like he uh, like you said Gus Fring he's, he's driving the same car as he did uh, w- uh, before he killed Mike he met him at a bar and then ordered like a drink on the rocks or something or like he, he Mike ordered it on the rocks and then uh, Walt ordered it just neat, and then after he killed Mike, uh, he mm-hmm. and Hank Hank pours him a drink, and he's like, "I'll take it on the rocks." Mm. Um, and there's yeah, there's a couple more like that, but I can't think. But yeah, that's that's a very interesting theory. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I highly doubt that'll pay off. That seems a little. That seems like a stretch. It does, but then I mean, it it is definitely a stretch. But I mean, you never know. Well, should we get into uh, talking about the episode? Yeah. First, let's let's just get just real quick our reactions to the end of the episode, and then like just just our basic reactions, and then we'll go into talking about the episode, and then circle back to it. I guess mm-hmm. if that works. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to start? Okay. I'll I'll go ahead and start because I think uh, based on our pod chat discussions, I think I was the of the three of us. I think I was the least. Uh, the least overwhelmed by it, or oh, wow. the least okay. reactive to it. I don't get me wrong; it was awesome. Yeah, but but like I, I saw stuff on Twitter and Facebook, and people were just losing their minds. Um, I just I thought on the of the list of awesome, intense, crazy endings for Breaking Bad episodes. I think that's it's definitely in the maybe in the top five, but maybe like number five for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I thought some of the other endings were better, but. I think it's probably just my, uh, maybe it's just my bias as a uh, gun nut <laughs> that mm-hmm. drove me nuts that there were like seven guys who were <laughs> aiming guns at two guys who were in the wide open space and they just unloaded and didn't even hit them. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about that as it was happening and it was a little frustrating for me as well, but I, I just had mm-hmm. to give it to them because up until the gunfire... I was so into it, and it was so intense. I mean, I had I had my hand like over my mouth the whole time, uh, just True. just so so on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah. That that was the best part of it was the the build up, the just the tension, the the camera work. You know, it was 
I, I did like that. The build up to the actual beginning of the shooting was mm-hmm. really good. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely cool. I just I was expecting something a little more different. Like like in season four, I think when uh, when um, Walt ran over those drug dealers with his car and he said run that was <laughs> yeah that's at the top of the list in my opinion and that was that ending was so much better than the one this week in my opinion mm-hmm. I, was, I was expecting something like that i i referenced that did you immediately after the episode end i referenced that and i actually said this this was better than run which was my favorite ending until this one. Oh, huh. okay yeah um my initial reaction to the ending and like i said we'll circle back and we'll get back to it that might have been a bad idea but um <laughs> Uh, my initial reaction to it, I sent a text to Mike, um, like uh, immediately after I watched it. And I put, um, "All right, I'll, I'll clean it up because I want to keep this kind of clean." Um, <laughs> holy freaking stuff! Um, I don't know if I've ever felt more perfectly built tension in a TV yeah. show. Yes. Wow. Um, and I really, and I mean, in that moment, I couldn't remember anything, and I, I still really can't remember a time when i watched something and i'm sure that there are instances where where this happened but i mean this was like literally on the edge of my seat kind of thing i was Mm -hmm. very 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 invested and very like i didn't i didn't want whatever was about to happen to happen because i was afraid that it was just going to be horrifying yeah um yeah but like i said we'll circle back and we'll talk more there's more to say yeah. Uh, um, so let's go through it like we usually do. The uh, yeah. the cold open starts and we see Todd, um, and he is making a bluish green meth, mm-hmm. as he calls it, which is mm-hmm. totally not bluish green at all. It's clear right. with a slight yellow tint. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and they're pleased. Todd and his uncles, or uncle and his uncle's friend, are pleased that the cook is better, up to seventy four, seventy five percent. Uh, but Lydia is not pleased because it is blue or it is not blue. And then, uh, she tells Todd that he needs to get the cook blue. Todd has this weird, uh, almost like he's coming on to her. Uh, and she, she walks away and he takes a sip out of the mug that she just took a sip out of, was, was drinking out of and, and rubs the lipstick with his thumb and then, of course, we see the phone conversation that we get in the last episode, this time from Todd's perspective um, rather than <clears throat> Walt's perspective. So mm-hmm. lots of things going on. What do you guys think happened in the cold open? I was – I liked it a lot. Um, the I, I especially liked Todd's little little longing crush for Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they – in my opinion, it kind of felt like they had been building towards that a little bit, that Todd is – Todd's just such a wild card, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thought that maybe he had had a little thing for Lydia or was developing a little crush on her or something. But it seems the, the way they handled it, the way they filmed it, it seems like it's a little, it's creepy. You know, like he, he kind of like, yes. he was like stroking her, her lipstick mark on the mug and longingly watching her walk away. It was yeah. a little eerie. It was creepy, which is weird because we we get different sides of Todd. And I think, Matt, you compared him before, or you, you called him, uh, like, the opposite of Jesse. And that yeah. he's very stand-up, very uh, very pleasant to talk to, yet he's just just demonically evil. But this yeah. was mm-hmm. kind of, in a, in a normal situation, when you're around a pretty woman, this was creepy. And this was the first time we've ever seen him be creepy rather than evil 
interesting. Right. It's it's interesting that I I I agree that it was creepy, but I I feel like there was kind of this evil kind of like I kind of thought like is he is he gonna rape her or something because yeah wow I mean because he he's like like you said he he does look like he's coming on to her and I mean that's okay I guess um, <laughs> um <laughs> at least the way that he handles it. I mean he's he's kind of very gentle and he's kind of like like he puts his hand on on uh, her arm and he's like I'll make it better and all that and mm-hmm. everything gives her the tea asks if it's all right and everything and that's all all okay despite the fact that they're making illegal um, drugs. But (laughs) then when you see him stroke the lipstick, it just makes you think like, okay, that's, that's not, that's not what normal people do. And then you kind of remember like Todd's not a normal guy. Right. Right. Um, And it makes you wonder like what he's going to do. He, he seems very in in the past and especially in this episode, he's very eager to please her. Yes. Which, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't. I don't mean that in a dirty way, but like right. you know, he he said he was like, I can I can remake the tea for you if it's not good. And mm-hmm. even when she was, when they were discussing it with uh, Todd and Lydia were discussing the the meth cook with his uncles, they were, you know, she was mentioning how she wasn't necessarily happy with the fact that it wasn't blue, and Todd was just like right there with her the whole time, like yeah, yeah, definitely, totally, just completely agreeable with her uh, when he didn't necessarily need to be. So. It's I, I, it's interesting that you mentioned that you thought he might force himself on her mm-hmm. uh, because I think that is completely plausible. Actually, yeah. I, I'd almost say it's likely. Yeah, sure. Do you think this is kind of changing gears and subjects? Uh, but do you think we will see her benefactors by series end? The her, her um, overseas buyers. I don't think so. You don't probably think so? not. Yeah. It just seems like. Uh, over the years, they they found more villains, you know. Like it never ends for Walt. You know, mm-hmm. once this uh-huh. clears up, there's someone else who's out to kill him. It, it, especially early on with like the the uncle of the guy, and you know what I mean. All those. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like if if the series ended with a happy ending, but came back, we would get the people from overseas looking for Walt. True. You know what I mean. That's right. that's true, yeah, and it does keep piling up. And I mean, it's it's on Walt for that. Walt is like he's the reason that that that's happening. Because I mean, he yeah, he's had numerous times to cut cut and run and take his take his earnings and and live life. But he's this power hungry evildoer, pretty much. And mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, and I don't think we'll see them by by the end of the series. And um, I think the likelihood of there being a happy ending is negative three percent if there's not I, it's not going to end happily <laughs> yeah yeah um but then also i want to mention that <laughs> this is so stupid what if uh we do see like the last the last scene is like yeah the overseas buyers are are like come in and then you kind of see this guy shrouded in in the shadow and then he comes out and it's walt jr <laughs> <laughs> god walt jr but he has to go to saul to to keep himself protected, and that's the first episode of uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. And he ne- he never had cerebral palsy. He's just he's like he's like <laughs> yeah, Kaiser, Kaiser Soze. Soze. <laughs> exactly. That's the second last week where uh, last week we also made a Usual Suspects reference. Good movie. Did we? Oh, uh, we did. All right, I I did. Um, I only awesome. know because I, I edited the yeah um, the the recording last night. <laughs> so 
uh, in the cold open, we get all those things, and then mm-hmm. those things are um, brought up again later in the episode. But we really get to the chunk of the episode, which is pretty straightforward. And I mentioned before we started recording how it was it was a little difficult for me to recap the entire episode because it's kind of one plot that just that just goes, and yeah. I, and I love mm-hmm. it for that. Uh, so it starts right after the aftermath of Jesse walking away and not getting the information. And Hank and Gomez are talking about um, what what they need to do, what are they going to do next. And Jesse says he has a plan. I wanted to comment on this scene. Uh, it was one of the only times I've ever noticed the ADR work was not good. Really? Yeah, huh. just just Gomez outside of the car while uh, while Jesse was inside the car was was it didn't sound right. Didn't sound right to me. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice huh. it. I didn't notice it either, and I usually pick up on that. Yeah, and I thought about it again later, and we'll talk about this in a second, when Walt is on the phone with Jesse, but uh, Jesse sounded like the killer from Scream. He kind of did. I I noticed that too. Hmm. He sounded a little... Something seemed off with his voice. It did. It it wasn't top-notch ADR work, I don't think. Yeah, but I did think that... Like, you could feel his performance th- come through on the sound, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. the voice sounded kind of strange, but it also sounded like like he was... he was, Aaron Paul did a great job doing sure. it. And same with Gomez under the bridge. It just, mm-hmm. it just the quality of the sound was off. Yeah. So anyway, hmm. uh, we don't know what the plan is yet, but cut to uh, Hank is dropping some blood and some brains. <laughs> some I thought that was pretty cool. On the kitchen floor and says, okay, you're up. Then he goes to uh, then they go to the safe house where they have uh, taken Huel to, to where they've taken Huel to get him to mm-hmm. spill the beans. What did you guys think of that scene? I thought his whole, I thought Hank's whole idea, his entire, their entire method of of entrapping Walt or or, or going after Walt this mm-hmm. episode. I thought that that was just, it was kind of, it was clever and it was almost like Heisenberg level. Cleverness. Yes, I think that's intentional. Well, and yeah. uh, and you said Hank's plan. I are we sure it wasn't Jesse's plan? Well, Hank and Jesse. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, right. We're not it, sure. It was absolutely Heisenberg level. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And they totally. totally. I, I was nervous at first. I liked. I liked when when uh, Hank said to heal good poker face, and, <laughs> and the whole <laughs> the whole time because we know that they're playing him. I'm kind of like, Oof, I don't know if he's going to buy this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he does, and it's awesome. I uh, I got a little nervous when he was like, "We can let we can play the recording and everything." So I was like, like in my head, I'm like, "Okay, if I'm Huel and I'm in that position, I'm like, I want to hear that recording." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tiny, what hmm. did you think of all that? Uh, I thought it was great. It it reminded me of um, it seemed like something that Vic Mackey would do from the Shield. Yeah, very um, true. Well, I mean, they kind of did do that in the Shield. Actually, <laughs> they kind of faked yeah, a did. picture to try to trap somebody. <laughs> but it, it was—it just reminded me of that, and it, it was—it was very clever. Yeah, I, that's a good way to put it. It's just very clever on on both Jesse and Hank's part because they, mm-hmm. they kind of Jesse had the the rough plan, and Hank kind of put it all together, you know, mm-hmm. all the pieces. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that uh, was great. I want to mention about about Vic Mackey and the Shield. It's funny that they did do something similar to that. Um, and I don't know if this is the one that you're referring to, but it was more gruesome than they did in Breaking yeah. Bad because what they did was they took a, t- they took a dead body and then shot his head off <laughs> with a shotgun to, yeah. and to tell like his, inf- to like his partner or whatever. It's like, yeah, he just 
killed himself or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, to kind of yeah, conceal. Not quite the uh, Jesse Pinkman level. Right. But it was yeah. still cool in Breaking Bad. I, I still, I yeah, still it was really good. liked it. And, it, and I don't want to get ahead, but they did it twice in the episode. They did. Pictures. They did, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get there, though, we take a break from those turning gears, mm-hmm. and we see Walt talking to Todd's uncle. Uh, and he, and I think I called it last week when I said you did. that. Did I say that last week? Yeah. Yep. That uh, him helping them cook would be his payment for killing Jesse. I was pretty proud nice. of myself when that happened. Yeah, yeah. nice call. That was, um, it was, I immediately thought, like, good job, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> that's, thank that's you. Awesome. Thank you. I felt good about that one. Uh, yeah. But there's still so, so much happening, happening in this scene. Uh, he agrees to it, but he, on the condition that, well, the condition that they, they do the job first and then, and then he gets mm-hmm. one cook, but also that they make it quick and painless. And so he has yeah. no idea that it's happening because, and this is his quote, he's like family to me. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. And he also said he's not a rat, yeah. which comes into play. Like you can see it on his face when he sees Jesse with Hank um, right. in the in the desert. He's like, it's kind of, there's a turn in his face that, yeah. I don't know. When he calls him a coward. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the only word he says for like five minutes. Right. Yeah. He just built to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was, it was just an interesting scene. It, it, it made me feel, it kind of validated when I thought that the hug early on was semi-genuine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, it and, was, it, yeah. and again, that I'm wrong about our early discussion about how he doesn't care about Jesse at all. I th- I'm wrong. I think he does. <laughs> right. I mean, he. yeah, he's so – I'm glad we had that discussion earlier because now we it's – it's come full circle and we know, we know now that it's – that that hug wasn't I, – I think it was intended to be ambiguous, but yep. it turns out that it wasn't – you know, it was, it was cut and dry. He's, yeah, it wasn't you know, the Fredo – Fredo and Michael Corleone hug that I, I yeah. thought it could have been. He would he would rather Walt would rather go to jail than kill Jesse and Hank. Right. Yeah. 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 Agree. Um so they can't find Jesse and Walt decides to go to Andrea's house, which I thought was was brilliant on the part of Me too. whoever wrote this episode. Um mm-hmm. just to just to bring that back and Brock and and the tension of them being in the house mm-hmm. and and Walt doing the innocent guy act again. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that was great. It I was, thought, oh, sorry, go ahead, Tony. I was gonna say it was more good acting by Walt, yes. not Brian Cranston, but yeah. good acting right. by Walt, right? Because I totally bought everything he was saying to Andrea. Right. Me too. My thoughts and, exactly. Uh, I thought that, and you're right. There was that tension of him being in the same room with them because I'm, I mean, he's throughout the episode, he's like he's he's not struggling with his decision to to have them kill Jesse. So he's he's like yeah I'm like he said he wants to keep it quick and painless mm-hmm. but he also he wants it to happen like it's it's right. he's not he's not struggling with that at all so I'm thinking like okay what is he willing to do to get to Jesse because Jesse has been this untouchable guy who um, he doesn't want harmed at all and now he wants him dead so how right. is he going to get that if his if his mind is that far in that column what is he willing to do to get Jesse? And when he was in the house with Andrea and Brock, I was like, is he going to kill them? Is he going to kidnap them? Is right. he going to harm them in some way? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, and I was, I thought that it was, it was really clever the way that they uh, handled that. Yeah. And I liked uh, how the kid playing Brock uh, acted. I thought, I thought he, he was good. I feel like they told him, you don't know why you don't like this guy, Walter yeah. White. 
But yeah. just act like you don't like him. Act like he rubs you the wrong yes. way. Right? Because yeah. Brock doesn't know that he did what he did. But right. it's almost like they, they were like, just just act like you might not like this guy. I thought that right. was awesome. Good point. It's yeah. almost how it's almost how like kids have that weird intuition about things. Exactly. You know I mean? right. They can kind of just sense that people aren't good. Yeah. They don't have prejudices. They just see things on the surface. Right. And they don't. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing about that scene that I would have, it was great. I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but I thought it would have had more, mm-hmm. more weight to it if the phone call would have been a live phone call. Yeah. It would have been so cool if if Andrea would have called Jesse and he would have answered, and then she would have handed the phone over to Walt, and Walt would have had to act even more like he wasn't threatening Jesse with their lives. Yeah, it just would. I think it would have been so cool to see, but it would have it would have muddled the plot for the rest of the episode. It, unfortunately, yeah, it would have. And I would I would say that I, I do like that idea of them having a live phone call like that. Mm-hmm. Just just to just to keep the tension. Um, heightened, but um, I would also say that I, I like the way that it was handled because it showed a great. It showed that that Hank is is on top of his game. So like he sees he listens to the message and he's like, yeah. "Good try, asshole," or whatever. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, I that's I and I agree what you were saying. And that's what I thought. Tiny was going to happen. Was was uh-huh. that you know we were gonna get we were gonna get to see that happen? But yeah, I think right. had that happened. Jesse would have been uncontrollably off the handle, right? You know right. What I mean, and exactly. everything would have just spun out of control. But but to go back and and I like I did a little fist bump for Hank. Like immediately, <laughs> immediately he didn't buy it. He didn't bite. Right. And I was yeah, like, that I'm is me- awesome. That is yeah. so cool. It's the, yeah, I it's, like that. It's the fall of Heisenberg even before we see it twenty minutes later. Yeah, it comes to, yeah. it comes down to Hank now being the guy who well Hank and. Uh, um, Jesse and Gomez. A lot of people, yeah. Um, or Hank being the Hank being the the kind of the Mike of this season in that mm-hmm. he knows who Walt is. He knows Walt's true nature, mm-hmm. and so he's and he's like he's not buying any of his BS or anything like that. Right. Um, Hank is Hank is the new guy who gets away with crazy stuff that he shouldn't get away with. Right. Like yeah. Walt used to be. You know, like Walt used to do. He used to just you're like, how's he going to get out of this one? And he he's so brilliant he finds a way out that's that's what hank is doing now right Mm -hmm. um so cut to commercial and then they do one of my favorite things breaking bad does is right after an intense moment they cut to family and Hmm. and flynn just smiling and learning how to work a cash register yeah right they do that often and and i love it just just to kind of cool the tension before uh just before the climax and and i think that's awesome Wow, huh. nice nice catch. I had yeah. never noticed that either. Thank you. Huh. Uh nice. so so that happens and then of course he gets the call. Uh Walter gets the call of the or the text message of the picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is the fake barrel of money, but he he runs out uh and then it's and then it's time to go and this this is where the tension just goes and goes and goes yeah. and mm-hmm. goes. He's riding yeah. in the car and then the the killer from Scream calls <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Asks him what his favorite <laughs> calls scary Walt, movie is. Walt. Calls, calls Walt. <laughs> Dude, I do that all just the time. Just as an aside, you've done that like four times. I know. They're both bald. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. I just Jesse think it's funny. Jesse calls Drew Barrymore. I mean, <laughs> calls Walt and uh, and threatens. And then, um, man, I wish I could remember the line and I can't. 
But what is the line that hopefully you guys can remind me? What is the line that Walt says that makes Jesse stop talking? It's something almost sympathetic, something about his family, I or something he, about. Go ahead. I, th- I think he was saying that um, I, I'm dying. I'm g- I'm going to be dead soon, and so you're taking money. You're taking this money away from my family. It's not right. for me. It's for my family. You're taking it away from my family. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he also goes through a list of the things he did for Jesse. Yeah, yeah, which that my exact reaction like, when he was saying like I killed those gangbangers and I killed I needed you for for on my side when I killed Gus and I needed and I killed I killed like he said I killed like three times or two or three times mm-hmm. and like I like I grabbed my hair because I'm I'm lazy and I haven't cut my hair lately so it's all out and <laughs> and crazy but I like grabbed my hair and I was like oh my god he just buried himself because all I thought was Hank is on the other oh, line he's line. recording sure. the call. He's Thank you. Given himself away. Sure. And I'm Thank like, you. I was so, I was so excited, and I was so the te- that just built the tension so much in me, and I was so nervous for what was going to happen because yeah. we have three episodes left. When he puts the cuts, cuffs on him, I know that's not what's going to happen. That's not the end. <laughs> right. Uh, See, I had. It's funny you said it that way because I had that was the point I was going to make about this scene is that, um, Walt essentially just confessing to everything un- unknowingly on his part but still mm-hmm. he it made me so mad that the writers did that it really? I, did, I didn't i actually didn't like it because i thought it was so lazy on the part of the character of walt well, so lazy to make all those confessions over the phone i realized i realized he was trying to save his tens of millions of dollars yeah. but still probably it, hundreds of millions yeah he he should have known better than to he should he should have known better than to say something like that over the phone. But it's like it's like what Hank said when he was like, "I was a little worried about the color of the dirt, but I knew your greedy ass would would uh, just be in a rush to save your money." He wasn't thinking clearly, and this was the most this was the moment where we see Heisenberg as just this completely unstable person, and he's it's unstable to the point of being a detriment to him and his 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 criminal career mm-hmm. or whatever. Because it's like this is the one chink in his armor kind of thing is the money. It's true. Uh, chemistry is the study of change, and he's and he's boiling over. Yeah, wow, that's exactly. It. Nice metaphor. Thanks. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, it's it's still it still just bothered me. That's that's what I think. That's why my my reaction to the entire end of the episode was stifled was because of that. Interesting. It just seemed so. I don't know. It just seemed because so many antiheroes, and we we talked about this uh, in the pa- in a past episode about how antiheroes have become, become kind of a staple of modern mm-hmm. cinema and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it just seems like so many of the antiheroes have been so strong. I, mean, I mentioned Vic Mackey earlier. He would never make a mistake like that. That's mm-hmm. true. And the one, the you moment know. where he does confess is a very... It's a different situation. It's a what very about, different what situation. What about this? Um, I, I'll, I'll first say I see where you're coming from, but it, but it didn't bother me. And so okay. uh, the whole time I'm trying to, like, rationalize it in my head. Why, 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 why do you do this? I feel like you're taking it from the perspective that you know that Hank is on the other line. Right, but that's Walt, true. Walt, of course, doesn't know but also can't ima- – thinks Jesse is not a rat. Yeah, true. You know what yep. I mean? He, he can't that's imagine that Jesse would say anything. Right. But still, it's just to the – I don't know. It still bothered me. How many How many movies and TV shows do you see with – antagonists like this and they're just like not over the phone not over the phone they don't want to say stuff over the yeah. phone and it's too I, I understand exactly what you guys are saying yeah. and i think they made the point 
pretty well in the episode, actually, the points you guys are trying to make, and I, yeah. I agree with it. But it's okay. just, it's still, it still just bothered me. It's not, not to the point where I didn't like the episode. Mm-hmm. It didn't, it didn't take me out of the episode. I think it just, it just slightly negatively affected my reaction to the to the end of the episode. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. and that, I mean yeah. that's that's fine and everything. And one final thing to your point about Vic Mackey, and I mentioned that when he does confess, it's a very significant moment. And it's this very. Like you'd have to see it. It's in the. Right. It's in the last it's epic. Season. It's it's one of the greatest scenes of television I've ever seen. Honestly, absolutely. Me too. But tangent over. Um, but I will say that when you compare Vic Mackey to Walt slash Heisenberg, you're comparing. They're both they're both monsters essentially, mm-hmm. but Walt is <laughs> he's this late bloomer of months of a monstrosity. Vic mm. had years of of he was a cop. He he. Had a few years at least to to kind of develop into this into this greedy person, whereas yeah, where he was in that world and he was more authoritative and everything. Walt was this mild man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Walt is this mild mannered chemistry teacher. Very true. One more thing to say before uh, Walt gets to the area. Um, What did Jesse call Walt on the phone? Mr. White. No. Oh no! Oh, no. He, call, he, he said Walter. Walt. Harry That's said right. Walt. He yeah. did. That's right. Uh, I thought for the first Todd time called ever, Mr. White. Yeah, I love. Wow! I didn't. Isn't that awesome? Oh, I wish I would have picked up. I wish I would have picked up on that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. That was huge for me. That was. I loved it too. That was because he has like no more respect for him yep. anymore. Yeah, he's Walt. Was, he's just uh, some guy. It was brilliant. Wow! That's. I wish I would have picked up on that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's cool. So he gets there. Uh, Walt gets there, or I mean Hank. <laughs> Walt gets there, <laughs> 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 finds God. that uh, finds that Jesse is not there, mm-hmm. and realizes that uh, something has gone wrong. And of course, uh, Hank and Gomez and Jesse show up, and that's it. This is it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there's a look. There's a look on. So he pulls in, and and they he says, "Come out, Hank. And I know you're there, and all that." And there's a look on Brian Cranston's face, Walter White's face, that is that is almost relief. Would you say? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's hard. To, it was hard to read. Yeah, it didn't really register with me as a relief. It just more like maybe a little bit relief, but more like like just he's in a corner. He he has. Nothing. I think it was more. I would say it was more acceptance than okay. relief. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere else to go. Right. Yeah. Again, again, it was a, it was slightly ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Now, at this Another, point, did yeah. you call Todd's uncle coming back? Did you did you oh, think yeah. the dogs were called off? I was going to ask you guys if you saw that. I was like, oh, they're definitely going to show up. What? Absolutely. Like, I, I absolutely knew that's how the episode was going to end with those guys showing up. Yeah. What I what I was thinking was, and it was uh, basically when when I saw that night, and, and when he was on the phone with with his uncle with with uh, Todd's uncle. He was like, just forget it. Don't come. Don't come. And he hung up. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be. And granted, I had reactions from people on Facebook and Twitter to kind of gauge off of. But I I knew it was going to happen because it was just it was just like I knew that they were going to build the tension. And I didn't expect it to end the way it did. Mm -hmm. But I thought that. Like they're they're coming, they're on their way, and I was just like I was screaming at at my TV. I was like, "Dude, just 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 go, just get him in the car, go. Don't okay, whatever. Just uh, just yeah. read him his Miranda rights in the car. Just yeah. run, go." <laughs> my yep. my very 
first thought was, I don't know, they're pretty good at taking orders. And then I was like, oh, wait, they need him, they need him to cook the meth. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was just, it instantly melted away when I was like, oh, oh, yeah, never mind. They're coming. Right. And so, um, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the, uh, back to the whole part that, the point that Matt was saying about, you know, just get him in the car and go. Um, one aspect of the, the writing that I loved was the line where Hank said, uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, where he said, I'm going to call the reservation police and let them know we're out here. And yeah. what I loved about that was it, it kind of reinforced the aspects of this whole investigation that Hank and Gomez are completely on their own. Yeah. No, no one back at the DEA knows what they're doing or where they are. Yeah. They're kind of, they're kind of rogue. So mm-hmm. it, that, that justifies the Jesse's whole crew coming out and just, they could absolutely just murder them, bury their bodies and get rid of the car and there would be no investigation for a while. You know, right. it would it would just they don't know that Todd Todd and his people don't know that, but the audience knows it and yeah. it makes it. I thought that was a really cool. I'm glad they emphasized that for. I guess the legal the legal side of my brain kind of clicked on when I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just I liked that. Just wanted to make that. Yeah. Cool. Um. About uh, and about them being on their own. I would I would make the argument that like we said like we we kind of missed something in, in the la- in the last uh, last episode or two that there was like a missing link between Hank telling Gomez about it and then Hank and Gomez helping yeah. Jesse. And to that, I would say that now that this has come to light, it's still very clear that they're on their own, the way that he handled it. And I did kind of pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would also kind of – I would almost say that it would have been beneficial for the show to have like an extra episode where they they take some time to develop that, like the the clandestine investigation. Um, Mm -hmm. But then again, that could have been needless to have anyway Mm because the effect is still the same. Mm -hmm true um yeah good point good point so i'm big on talking about the reactions here and in, in the acting <laughs> there there are a couple i i talked about walt and we kind of know or we can sense at least enough of what walt is thinking uh we know that hank is pure excitement uh mm-hmm. but jesse he's got a look on his face of uh, the mouth open just just like surprise mm-hmm. you know what, what how would you guys Put put words on that face. Uh, at, at which point? Just when they're handcuffing him and it's all going down. When he's when he's reading him the rights and and all that. Jesse is like rubbing his head and like his mouth is. He is he does not look excited. He's not as excited as Hank. In that scene. I, I think he was struggling with his former mentor relationship with him, mm-hmm. and maybe it was just also a. Uh, just a thing like, okay, this doesn't seem like the way that Heisenberg is going to go down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a it was a look of struggle. Like, is it okay for me to feel good about this? You know? Yeah. That's what he was thinking. Uh, er, and, and maybe it was also a look of, of disbelief. Like, are we really here? Is it really over? Because mm-hmm. um, it seems like, it seems like Jesse has been in his, his whole, like, nihilistic funk if you will for it seems like it's been half the show he's been so depressed and just Mm -hmm. you know and that's what i loved about that's one thing i loved about that phone call that where where jesse 
you know, texted him the picture of the barrel of money and then <laughs> called him and said he better get here. It was that was old school Jesse right there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say earlier he used the word bitch like seven times in that in that yeah. conversation. Yeah. I was like, yep, Jesse's back. Old old Jesse yep. Pinkman's back. Yeah. And so I think that was also part of that that reaction when he's he's leaning up against that car and there, he's watching him be arrested. It's he's just wrestling. It's just an internal struggle. Sure. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Mike? Um, you know, I thought it was I thought it was more conflicted, I think, than you guys feel it was. I I think I think he was really worried about what was happening. I I feel hmm. like there was um the the point in the phone conversation when he stopped talking was was right after Walt said all the things he had done for him. Hmm. And I thought the silence was was pretty uh was pretty weighty. And then just the look on his face, like, am, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I? It, it goes back to Walt at the beginning saying he's not a rat. Is Jesse thinking, oh man, I'm not a rat? What what's going on here? You know, Maybe. that's that's how I felt. I kind of, I, I kind of wonder if we're going to see um, have another phone call perspective shift um, next week. Where um, yeah, I was just thinking that yeah, where maybe it shows. Hank recording the phone call, and then once once he says that about about killing everyone and and, mm-hmm. and confessing and everything, he's just like, "All right, Jesse, you can hang up. I don't need any more." Yeah, um, it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see, but I I don't think we'll get it. I think it's all going yeah. forward from here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. So, um, and then the other reaction I wanted to talk about was uh, Hank on the phone with Marie. That that I, I have some thoughts about that. Basically. When he's on the phone with her and he's saying like all this, I'm like, okay. On the, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, Hank is about to get just killed, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what they intended on Absolutely. making us feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was to the point where, like, I figured, and the whole the whole buildup, which the buildup of of them coming and and the standoff, all of that buildup was just it wasn't a oh my god is Hank gonna die? It's a, it was a Oh my God! I don't want them to fire yet. Prolong his life as much as you can, because <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't want to see him die. And I was just really nervous. And I go back and forth with my reaction to the very end. I'm jumping ahead just a little bit, but with the very end, with them cutting to black before the resolution of the gunfight, mm-hmm. all I'm thinking is I, I go back and forth because I'm like, okay, I don't want to see Hank die, but then again, I also I wanted some kind of resolution, but we'll get into that after after a brief moment about uh, talking about the phone call to Marie. But I thought that that was a very a very touching phone call, and the whole time I was like, "Call reinforcements, <laughs> call your backup." <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Well, they showed the the old classic horror movie angle of her on the phone in one room, but then the camera is very not focused. The camera's focused on her, but shows a lot of the hallway and in the background. <sighs> I don't know why. I don't know who would be coming after her, but I was like, oh, something, someone's coming for her. Huh. I just I got that I didn't feeling. Pick that up. Maybe it was just a, a way of them just visually increasing the tension a little bit because it felt like the entire end of the episode was them bringing the tension to a boiling point, and yeah, maybe that exactly. just contributed to it just exactly. on a visual subconscious level. How, how can we make the viewer uncomfortable even in this scene Exactly on the phone with Marie? Yeah, I, or, I agree with that. Or maybe we're just reading too much into it. Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe they just went nope. that camera angle. Cause, yeah. uh, <laughs> she, that was her best side, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, um, any anything more to say about before the very end about the um, reactions about the scene about uh, Walter being handcuffed? Well, when you you brought up the last the the last reaction type thing that you brought up, I thought you were going to say how how Jesse reacted to Walt calling him a coward. Okay, yeah, I, where, I, I yeah. totally forgot about that. That is that is the n- another turn. That's where I'm like, well, man, maybe he feels bad. And then he spits in his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, and uh, was just, I loved his expression on his face. He was so just angry. You could, yeah, yeah. it was great. He's, oh, yeah. he's pretty, uh, it's, he's pretty merc- mercurial. <laughs> And yeah. and and just uh, indecisive about it, about his emotions, right? You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So they put Walt in the car. Yes. Hank walks over to Gomez, says, "You take him in this car. I'll take, I'll take Walt in this car." And then we see in the rearview mirror as Walt sees Todd's uncle coming, <clears throat> and they got an old standoff. And this is one <laughs> of the moments. Uh, where when people call it a western, I don't necessarily agree. I agreed in this moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. people call yeah. it a western. Yeah, I've heard that what? before. I I guess because it takes place <clears throat> out west, <laughs> but I don't know. I I've heard it called like a drug western, and I never agree. Huh. So I'm, I'm, never, I'm as surprised as you are. This was a western scene. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So they're there. They're there with the guns. Uh, it goes into slow motion, and I'm thinking this is it. Hank gets shot in the face yeah. right now, and we see it. Me too. That's what I. That's what I wanted. That's what uh, you wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted <laughs> Hank and Gomez to both get shot right there. Cause, huh. And that's what I like. Like I said, that's what I thought was going to happen because they were just standing there in the wide open, and it wasn't even like <laughs> right. a difficult shot. And like the dude had like an AA-12, which if you know what that is, it's a fully automatic shotgun. It's a military shotgun. It's like <laughs> it's ridiculous. They should be so dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. But but they're not. They the, all eight of those guys are terrible shots apparently, and they miss them. And yeah, are they heavy they, guns? Do what? Are they heavy guns? Uh, not 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 particularly. Because all the men look quite gaunt. Yeah, yeah. they're you know they're, they're all they're all uh, they're all pre- like sickly looking. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very able. Uh, but yeah, like that just. That I noticed that shot, that shotgun in particular because it's very mm. rare and it's sure. it's uh, yeah and like but they all had different guns but still it doesn't matter they had it would have been a barrage of lead coming down on these two guys standing in the wide open they should be dead that's yeah. what I'm saying and isn't <laughs> isn't Hank a better shot than that you would think I mean wasn't he you know the, with the twins and just being exactly. a hero I was gonna yeah. say the cousins would would uh, agree with you there that he's a better shot. Right. So um, that that was a little frustrating. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I can buy that they're behind the truck right now. Let's see how this ends. But Vince uh-huh. McGilligan doesn't want us to know how it ends. Right. Which that I, – I touched on this before and I'll, I'll say it again. I, I, I'm back and forth with that because I, I mentioned this to Tiny last night that it feels like they – it almost feels like they um, they don't want to resolve it for us. They, they didn't want to resolve it for us this episode, which – um, okay, but it kind of it makes me feel like they're opening themselves up to a, a Deus Ex Machina next week, where mm-hmm. suddenly Hank is going to be okay, and there it's going to be maybe 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 the maybe the series will maybe the show will shift to 
Walt being abducted by these meth guys and they're right. trying to go after him and all that. But well, it's certainly either that or a very uh, um, unceremonious death for Hank to die right. in the first five minutes of an episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's true. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm as confused as as you are. I. <laughs> I didn't want him to die, like Tiny said so strongly. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I did I want. I know what you I was mean. gonna. I'm giving you a hard time. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. want it for the character. I right. think. I think. Yeah, he deserves so much better. But I yeah. think, in that, if that's how they built up that scenario, and then he didn't die, yeah. that that's what irked me a little bit. Yeah. So or it surprised me. Yeah, I mean, so what do they do? Is he? Is he? Is he bleeding in the cold open? Uh I, I have, have no, no idea. idea. It's it's going to be interesting. Yep. What will happen in the first and the opening is that Marie will show up dressed in purple with like a purple like rifle or whatever and just gun down all of them <laughs> and save the day. <laughs> I was, awesome. was going to say Flynn is just going to be taking <laughs> <laughs> taking people's money and wishing them an A1 day. <laughs> a totally bogus. Like, what are, is this right? Or like a promo to the Better Call Saul spinoff. Yeah. Oh, that would geez. be amazing if that was the end. Like the <laughs> like the last three episodes of the entire series is just Flynn and um, and uh, um, Skyler working the car wa- car wash and like having mm-hmm. like a sitcom kind of thing where they're <laughs> struggling with the, having the car wash. Mm-hmm. That's all we uh, ever see. So this will be the real- third time I've said it, but there is no doubt the M60 in the back of future Hank's car is for Todd's uncles anymore, right? Future Walt. Future Walt. <laughs> Did I say Hank? Uh, yeah. No way. No way. I can't And he even has hair myself. in that scene. He has hair in that it's, scene, too. I know. It's one syllable, Walt, Hank. They're like old names. It's cool. You know what I mean? If their names were like Crispin. Right. <laughs> you know? Chris, Crispin. That's where you go? Nice. <laughs> I, just, we, I just watched uh, You're Next. And one of I the characters' names was crispin but anyway anyway uh, uh, anyway yeah. yeah um yeah it's it's definitely after them um okay i love the helplessness of of walt in the back seat of the car yeah yeah um because he he doesn't want hank to die um mm-hmm. yeah and he's he's um, orchestrated this, this circumstance for him but go ahead uh dude i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> um oh shoot Oh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so closing thoughts on the episode because we're running a little long here. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I we kind of said in the beginning, I was I was left left breathless, but mm-hmm. nervous, nervous to see what they do next. Hopeful, nervous. Tiny. Same here. I just have I have no idea what to expect for the next episode. Except uh, the only thing I know is I'm really looking forward to it. Me yeah. too. And I'll I'll say this that. Um, when I tweeted this too, that basically as soon as the episode ended, I was like, I was getting ready for work and all that. or I was getting ready to get ready for work. So I didn't have time to watch it live. I got a text message from Mike and one from my friend Yuri. who They're both like, you need to watch it right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then, and it was funny because the whole time I'm getting ready to work and the interim between receiving those text messages, text messages and seeing reactions online before I just completely shut down my social networking um, for fear of spoilers Mm -hmm. in the interim between those two events, between me seeing it and me seeing those responses, 
I did not have the slightest idea what was going to happen. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen. And that is the mark of a great TV series. It is. It's mm-hmm. the best. Because, yeah, I, I just had no clue. And it's I love that it can keep me on my toes, especially this late in the series. Right. Um, and it really makes the last three episodes very, very nerve-wracking for me. <laughs> yep. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that it? I think so. I All think right. we about covered well, it. So go take a bathroom break. Stick around, and we'll be back with the uh, what will be episode six. Yes, episode six. Ozymandias. Yeah. All right. Which I think is the uh, Breaking Bad's Vince Gilligan's vision of Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll see. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. My name is Asax Schrader. You can go f- yourself. Heck. Listen to me. You gotta tell him. You gotta tell him now that we can work this out. Please. Please. What? You want me to beg? You're the smartest guy I ever met. And you're too stupid to see. He made up his mind ten minutes ago. Do what you're gonna do. Well, it doesn't look like Mike's gonna be confusing Hank and Walt anymore. <laughs> um, we're talking about episode. What is it? Episode fourteen mm-hmm. um, of of season five of Breaking Bad called Ozymandias or five B episode six. Yes, or five B episode six. Uh, Ozymandias. Ozymandias, which is a reference to a poem. Um, yeah. So that that episode was a uh, that episode was a big turning point for the series, and the series is. Uh, the series end run, mm-hmm. um, definitely. What? Yeah. It, just when just when I thought that it couldn't get any better, <laughs> well, yeah. or any worse, you know. Right. It was. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys? What were, What was your initial reaction, guys, to just the episode as a whole? As a whole, and then we can get into the deeper mm-hmm. um, gut punch. It's, yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I'll say like the my first reaction is, you know, they just don't build pickup trucks like they used to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I thought as soon as I saw the he's like pushed her car out of the driveway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, it was it was a really amazing episode. A lot of great, you know, as as we're used to on the series, great camera work, mm-hmm. really cool shots. Um, I thought this episode was riddled with them. Right. Um, it was really awesome. I, I I really loved the cold open. Mm-hmm. It um, it was like a little. It was oh, we'll it was talk a, about that. We'll yeah, talk it was. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just really good. It was it was a great episode. I loved it yes. again. They they haven't let us down yet this season. Yeah, yeah. they're. Uh, my initial reaction was, like Mike said, a gut punch, and it was uh, a a lot of like. My my reaction to the episode as a whole was that. When it said executive producer Vince Gilligan or whatever comes up at the end, I was just like, I can't believe this episode's over. Like, and it wasn't out of a, it wasn't out of, that's, it wasn't out of an, 
out of uh, out of me saying like that's it kind of thing. It wasn't like that. It was more like I was so entranced by the episode that I just I just never wanted it to end. Um, mm-hmm. And it did, and now we have two episodes left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. I had to I had to talk down the three people with whom I watched the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was we were all so emotional by the end of it. They're like, "Why? Why did he say that?" <laughs> and and I, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, right? Uh, if they listen to this, they weren't that bad. But we d- we definitely talked about it uh, a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so so let's talk about the show. Tiny, you mentioned the uh, the cold open. Uh, and in cold opens this season, there's been a lot of flash forwards, uh, looks at the future, in particularly, in particular, the first episode of uh, season five A, when we see his 52nd birthday. But this one was a cold open flashback uh, that took us to the exact location of the shootout that would take place uh, a year and a half later, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jesse and Walt are cooking meth for the first or one of the first times. And, uh, it was the Walt first time. Up. It was the first time. Yeah. That's what I thought. And uh, and Walt goes outside to make a phone call, and he calls uh, and he calls Skyler. What do you guys think of that? Um, the the uh, I thought it was a a stark reminder of, you know, it was obviously a callback. You know, this is where we, this is where it all started. This is where it's going to end. Um, it I just loved that it was it was a reminder of how remember how innocent it all used to be. It was all just so so simple and just a little just two guys out in the desert that's all it was but now all these people are involved it's been all this time everyone is so different now and it was just so it was so much simpler than it was so innocent it was it was it was kind of sad to sit there and watch it um but i thought it was i would have i would expected a a cold open like that for the finale yeah but uh it was it was obviously very appropriate for this episode Mm-hmm. It was, in retrospect, it was appropriate, and I appreciated the bookendness, and we'll talk about that when we get to the end. Right. Uh, but for me, it didn't pay off until the end, and I and it felt a little bit. Um, again, it's kind of like I was talking about last week. How it's kind of they they take a step away from the action for a second mm-hmm. to give us a breather before they go into things. But the thing I took away from it the most was Walt practicing his lies. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that, that was that to me was killer. There was a, and like you said, we'll talk about that a little bit more because it was it was an it was an interesting contrast between showing what is essentially his first his first lie to Skyler, mm-hmm. at least his first meth related lie to mm-hmm. Skyler, and then at the end when he gives his his final lie to her, mm-hmm. uh, presumably, um, yeah. right? And it's just it, like that. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, mixture there and i had some thoughts about the cold open that um it seemed i I loved it and like you said uh uh, taken away from the action is a bit uh shocking i guess but Mm -hmm. or or jarring but Mm -hmm. did it feel kind of like an afterthought to anybody else that's kind of what i mean by okay it didn't pay off until okay Cause, right, it it doesn't for me. It didn't work, but for a bookend, yeah, you know what I mean. Like to match up with the end of the show. Yeah. Other than that, it was kind of a little 
uh, I, force is not the word. What what did you say? An afterthought. Uh, an afterthought, and yeah. the reason why is because after after it, I feel like I feel like it was originally intended to open this open the episode with the cold open being the 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 first post credit uh, first theme whatever um, scene with the Hank scene basically. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was intended to be the cold open because. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't show the they didn't show the opening credits like the the cast list role or whatever until after the first commercial break, um, right? Which which I noticed because uh, it said guest starring starring Stephen Michael Quesada, yeah. Which of course <laughs> guest starred Stephen Michael, Quezada. right? Right. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of I I thought it was kind of weird because um, because like that. Like there was no opening credits until the first commercial break, and it made mm-hmm. me kind of wonder if the cold open was just an afterthought. And I feel like this episode was edited on the fly a bit because mm-hmm. of this, because I, maybe they were pressed for time and they wanted to add that cold open real quick. Because I mean, the, it's a cable series, and I mean, I'm not presuming to know the intricacies of the Breaking Bad production, but. Mm-hmm. They have time to edit and everything, and it seems like kind of a it seems like a strange oversight for a series that is so meticulously made. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder not so much that it was tacked on at the end after the fact, but that they filmed uh, the aftermath of the shootout um, at the at the same time. They filmed mm. it all together, and then huh. and then cut it that way. I don't know what I don't know what that means for editing, but it, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I think you're uh, I think you're stretching a little bit there. <laughs> I just it's just I I don't I don't know. I didn't think that heavily about it. I thought it was great. I don't know what. I'm not sure yeah. what you're getting at. I thought I I don't know. I didn't see that any of that. I uh, I guess I should say I I prob- I kind of disagree with you, Matt. <laughs> oh, it didn't um, it didn't yeah. detract from the experience at all. It was just an yeah. interesting thing that I noticed. Sure. Um, um and yeah. I noticed it too until the ending. And right. Then, and then it and then it fi- it worked for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it just seemed like it was something that they thought real co- like before the episode was finished, like before the final cut mm-hmm. of the episode was finished sure. and sent away. Yeah, and I mean it worked perfectly. I just thought it was interesting that the opening credits was different. Maybe that was to honor Hank. But can we Possibly. let's move on to the, the sure, conclusion? Sure. Uh, the... Well, editing issues aside, uh, things morph back into present day one yes. at a time, which I thought was awesome. And we see the aftermath of the gunfight, which mm-hmm. which we talked about a lot, uh, ex- quite extensively in the last episode, yeah. or the last part of the episode. Right. Um, we see that Gomez is dead. Mm-hmm. Hank is unable to walk due to a gunshot wound to the leg. Um, we talked about last week specifically that saving the aftermath uh, and how it might affect the impact of the what we knew to be inevitable death of Hank. Mm-hmm. Did it affect the impact for you guys? Uh, Tiny? Um, I don't know if it really uh, affected the impact of it because I... The, all the dialogue, the build up to his him actually being shot in the head and killed, uh, really brought it back. You know, it really it it emphasized the importance of the event. You know, it, mm-hmm. I thought it was. I would have liked to see a little bit more of a 
touching moment between Walt and Hank. Um, although Hank does, he, you know, he has his he has his whole tough facade up the whole time until the very end when he says, you know, he made up his mind ten minutes ago. Yeah, I think he kind of he kind of changed his tone there, and he he kind of accepted things and had mm-hmm. a, a different a different opinion towards his brother-in-law. You know, everything. All the bad blood aside, it was, you know, they're still family. And I think he kind of, that was Hank's version of, you know, saying goodbye, if you will. Hmm. Uh, that's how I thought anyways when I when right. I was watching it. But I, I still would have liked to see a little bit more, just one little one little extra line or something. It, but I'm not complaining. It was still right. fantastic. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Mike, you said last, or last, in the last segment that um, you felt like it, w- it would be, it ran the risk of being unceremo- an unceremonious death in the opening minutes of the episode, I did. Yeah. which I don't think that I don't think that ended up being the case at all. I don't either. For the record, I don't either. I was worried. I don't know why I was worried. I guess I thought no. It was a good. It was a, you were within reason to be worried. Sure. Yeah. And I think what I was worried about was that it would come back on. The show would come back on, and we'd see bodies on the floor. You know oh. what I mean? Uh, either that or they're not shot at all right <laughs> you know and th- and those are the two things i was worried about okay luckily unfortunately gomez is dead and uh and hank is is not moving yeah and <laughs> not, we're not, not able to walk yeah <laughs> and we'll and never uh, see the uh the hank and gomez buddy cop spinoff we never will <laughs> um, well it's a prequel better call Saul is going to be a prequel that's true so maybe and they did just <laughs> announce today that amc announced that they're going to make a companion series to the walking dead so interesting oh that is completely unnecessary anyway it is right but <laughs> it could be a zombie buddy cop show with hank and Gomi. sure yeah um but okay about so go ahead uh uh just about um hank's hank's final lines and everything um uh, his line where he where he looks at Walt and he's like, "You're the smartest guy I know, but you're too stupid mm-hmm. to realize he made up his mind ten minutes ago." Mm-hmm. First of all, that line just uh, man, Dean Norris just he killed that line. It was amazing. It was killing. Yeah, perfect. His that entire scene was great. But I feel like basically this throughout the entire series and especially this branch of episodes, Hank's been chasing Heisenberg. Hank has been chasing this mastermind criminal and with that line uh, like and, and and he and he's been chasing Walt like once he found out Walt was Heisenberg he's been chasing Heisenberg and disregarding the fact that he's his brother-in-law he's only seen him as Heisenberg since he found out um, mm-hmm. and with that line you're the smartest guy I know but you're too stupid to realize he made up his mind 10 minutes ago I feel like and the internet said um, that in that final moment, he kind of realized that Walt isn't the genius criminal that he made him that that he made him out to be in his head that he's sure. been chasing, and that he uh, that Walt he realized that Walt was really out of his depth and out of his ever, uh, just out of out of out of his uh, league. Uh, yeah, and yeah. he basically, I feel like that was. That was like one one way for Hank to get kind of one up on Walt before he before his end, because like he's been thinking like like it's it's been kind of we've seen it kind of eat at him a little bit 
with how like like Walt's been one step ahead of him and he's been right under his nose, but then he realized that he's completely out of his element and completely um, mm-hmm. crazy. But also, real quick about that line, uh, another another layer to that line is that I feel like it's also the only time this season or this half season that Hank has spoken to Walt as his brother-in-law instead of as ASAC Schrader oh, yeah. with the DEA. That's true. Right, um, that's a good point. And I feel like that just made it made made a big impact on on his his final scene, which I thought mm-hmm. was just I thought it was great. Uh, so something we've actually seen a lot on on cable lately, maybe not a lot, but they do it every now and then. Uh, what do you think of the impact of using cuss words in shows but bleeping them out? Uh, to be more specific, Dean Norris, Hank says to uh, Todd's uncle to go pleasure himself <laughs> before he dies. What do you guys think of that? Uh, it, you know, I, th- I feel like AMC is the only network that, that drops the F bomb like that. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, maybe. Well, and comedy central. Yeah. And comedy central. But I feel like it gives it more of an impact, um, mm-hmm. to the show. And, with with the emergence of cable cable series in the past what ten years ten twelve years, um, basic cable isn't under the same rules as network cable, so I and I I, I may be wrong, but I think that they that the FCC doesn't regulate them, doesn't hold them to to not using curse words at all. So like they could. They could drop the f bomb, but they do it out of respect for their sponsors and for their for their advertisers not to. But they they get away with like the the s word. But um, but with Sons of Anarchy, one of the things that bugged me about that is that it seemed like, and maybe I've seen this in a couple other series too on cable, but it seemed like they were just anytime they use like they they use the s word, um, it seemed like they're just really excited to use it. And they're like, I don't know, yeah. maybe that's just me, but it's like, it's like, oh, I'm using, I'm using this word on TV. I'm so edgy, but. Well, to your point, Breaking Bad did not feel that way. It, Breaking Bad never once felt that way. And, um, no. to, to get off of my tangent, the, the F-bomb, um, really adds weight to the, to the scenes, I feel. And it's a, it's an interesting mirror or whatever, um callback i guess to to mike's last uh mm-hmm. scene last season do you know what uh what hank's last words were do you guys remember uh do what you're going to yeah yeah <laughs> do what you're gonna kind of sad yeah, yeah it was and also i kind of thought it was a little again with the editing and this is my last complaint i guess would be the closest word but um I kind of wish they would have shown it because they cut away yeah. from it. It seemed like a strange editing choice to cut away. It kind of reminded me of either network TV or like a PG-13 but did movie. did they cut to Hank? I think they cut to Hank. Or, oh, my God. I did it. <laughs> I did it. You <laughs> thought I wouldn't do it, but I did it. Uh, they cut to Walt. They did. They did. The show's about Walt. I'm okay with That's the cut. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a strange choice, but okay. Yeah, but uh, using You're the too much uh, Walking Walking Dead, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, 
them using the f bomb in that scene i I think when I first started watching the series um and they they used that technique uh during the first season and stuff, it kind of threw me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, you know if you can't say that word, then just don't say it, just don't worry about it, but you're right it does it's it's it is still a tool that you can use to add emphasis to things, and they that's that's why I'm glad they've used it very sparingly yeah they've only I mean, maybe only use it like a half dozen times in the whole series, something like that. Right. Um, and it's, it's, that's why it's useful. If you, if they did it every, you know, if they had one in every episode, it wouldn't, it would be stupid. But <laughs> the fact that they, they use it so precisely at important moments, I think that's, that's why it's useful and that's why it's important. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I like it for that reason. Yeah. And my only complaint about it is that AMC mutes it. They don't bleep it. Which I just think is jarring. Like instead of I putting, disagree. really, oh yeah, I disagree completely. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I huh. like I like that we see his mouth. It it didn't bother me a bit. Huh. It's, it's yeah. almost like I filled it in with in my, with my head. Huh. I said it. <laughs> if it was, yeah. it, I can if it was a bleep, it would feel like a TV show. Oh, that's true. It would feel it would feel too like unreal. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I guess I can agree with that. It just, yeah. Anyway, um, well, either way, this was this was the start of really quite nearly every aspect of Walt's life finally crumbling down. Yes, mm-hmm. every bit of his family, every everything just falling to pieces. Finally, someone who is a member of his family has died because of him. Uh, but before we get into more family stuff, he. Uh, as they're leaving, he says that, um, well, they, they take the money. They, I'm sorry. They take Walt's money, mm-hmm. all but $11 million, and he tells Todd's uncle that they still have a deal about Jesse. Yes. Which I, Real. I thought was pretty intense. Oh, yeah. And he, so Walt uh, notices Jesse under the car, and they pull him out, and Walt does not hesitate for a second Cold. to say that he still wants Jesse killed. Are you guys surprised at all? Um, I was, I was surprised. I was, I was shocked, but it also felt like we've talked a lot about Walt possibly like caring about Jesse and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually got into a bit of a dust up about it, I would say, but it was heated. It was a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like that regardless of whether he actually cared about him or not, in any case, that opinion ja- drastically changed because Jesse brought Hank to his death, at least in Walt's yeah. eyes. Walt, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, Walt is responsible for it, but I feel like, and I may be over re- or reading too much into it, but I feel like Walt can't bear that responsibility. So. Like when he and I'm getting a little bit ahead of it, but when he tells Jesse the big secret he's been carrying, mm-hmm. I feel like that was like just out of spite. Like just like Walt blames Jesse for Hank because Walt just can take no responsibility for his actions. And uh in that scene I like in my notes, I'm looking at my notes right now and I put I now hate Walt. <laughs> Like, I, mm-hmm. I truly hate him. Finally. Yeah. And it was like, I, I, could ne- I couldn't get behind him for the past few seasons. I can't root for him or anything, but I just, I now just, I have contempt for the character. 
You know, I've had my feelings about Walt have kind of been on a roller coaster ride for the whole episode. Hmm. And I'll explain that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, well, Tiny, what did you think of the Jesse? Um, I, I felt that uh, it was it was definitely just out of spite. I felt like it was a knee jerk thing where he was just kind of like, you know, this, this whole thing is coming crumbling down. And I think Jesse has a lot to do with it, obviously, because he, you know, if he wouldn't have started snitching, then none of this would have happened. Um, and plus, you know, that was, this scene was following right after they had that phone call where, you know, Walt was on the phone the whole time as he was driving out uh, to Tahili. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on the phone the whole time. So he was, you know, he just had the realization that Jesse was, you know, snitching on him. That was, you know, 10 minutes before that. Right. So he was probably still <laughs> pretty pissed off that, you know, Jesse yeah. had snitched. So it, I think it was kind of a knee jerk thing. Just mm-hmm. like, I'm so mad right now. Just kill him. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Todd comes in and saves Jesse's life. Yeah. Interestingly yeah. enough. Why? We don't know yet in the episode. Uh, but he says that there's information that he could get uh, about, you know, what what did he tell the DEA? What do they know? Which seemed a little bit of a stretch to me. It did, um, but it became clear later. It, it became clear later, yeah. So we won't get into that too much. But then he, right. as you alluded to a second ago, um, as Walt is about to drive away and as they're t- taking Jesse away, excuse me, um, Walt reveals that he was in the room and watched Jane die and let it happen. So, oh. so cold. So yeah. cold. And Jesse just drops. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already freaked out. He doesn't know what to do and, he, and he's clawing and trying to get away. But he just stops mm-hmm. and drops. It was great. It's one of my one of my favorite Jesse moments. <sighs> Definitely. I, lo- I, lo- I loved the whole... Mike brought or Matt brought it up earlier. It was, it was just so, just so out of spite. There was no reason at all to tell him that. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't out of any any place of like catharsis or anything. It was just completely spiteful. Just like I want you to hurt even more yeah. right now. Since I can't kill you, I'm gonna do this. Right. And so, that's it, it was hard. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. I, I just kind of pieced this together just now, but it's kind of an interesting. It's interesting to to see him in this scene where he tells Jesse about it and compare it to the scene in the episode Fly where it feels like he's about to he's about to tell him about it um but he just holds back and he doesn't tell him the truth or he doesn't tell him what happened but it seems like those in those two scenes in those two vastly different episodes vastly different waltz um it's kind of, it's just an interesting an interesting way to look at it that like two, three seasons ago, he was on the verge of telling this big secret to get it off of his chest and to, to get it off his conscience. And then now he's telling it just to, just to screw with them. And another interesting, um, similarity between that, that scene, that episode, uh, fly and this episode is both were directed by Ryan Johnson. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so they take Jesse away, cut to commercial. We come back, and two things are happening simultaneously. Um, and it is perhaps the best dramatic irony I can think of on the show. <laughs> uh, simultaneously, Walt is rolling his barrel through the desert because his car runs out of gas due to mm-hmm. uh, a gunshot to the side of his car. 
uh, finds a house, buys a truck, <coughs> and gets away. You know, mm-hmm. is, goes home. At the same time, Marie, uh, with the information that Hank gave to her earlier about the fact that uh, Hank has Walt in custody, tells Skyler that Walt is caught and that it is time to tell Flynn. What did you guys think of the dramatic irony? Um, real quick, before I get to that, did you guys notice that when he's rolling the barrel, he passes by his uh, his pants from the first episode? No. Oh, no way. I did not. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, huh. It's just, it's just while the music's playing, he's rolling his barrel. It's just That's what that was. Yeah. Um, and it was oh. funny. It was funny because a lot of people online were talking about how I don't know if you guys remember this from like season two, um, but they're like, it took him like five years to finally, five seasons to finally realize that barrels roll because, uh, when, when Jesse and, when Jesse and Walt, uh, first steal the first barrel of methylamine, there's a big scene mm-hmm. where they're like, Hank is watching them on security cameras after the fact. And he's like, like he's like, they're trying to carry the barrel and then Hank yells at the screen and he's like, Barrels roll, dumbasses. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So yeah, um, that is funny. But yeah, I I thought that that telling Flynn about that was, man, that was a great job by R.J. Mitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. I thought that was, I the cockiness of Marie was just it was heartbreaking because she has no yeah, idea. She loved it. Yeah, and did you guys notice that she was wearing black? Was she? Yeah. I didn't notice. Instead of uh, purple. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Um, one thing that I thought was funny, or not funny, but <laughs> just noteworthy about that scene was Flynn, or uh, Walt Jr., he... he <laughs> He manages to turn it around on his mom. <laughs> I was like, yeah. he goes, he goes. So, were you lying then, or are you lying now? And I'm like, right. dude, wh- why are you glossing over the fact that your dad is a drug kingpin, <laughs> right. and yeah. you're still trying to blame your mom, uh, dude? You have some issues. Yeah. But, but it's such a 17, 18 year old thing to do. It That's really is. True. It really is. So That's a good point. It fits. Um, yeah. actually, uh. We kind of jumped a couple minutes ahead, but be- before Flynn finds out, there's there's Marie forcing Skylar to say something. But before that, we find that Jesse is being held captive, so he's severely be- beat up, begging for death or freedom. I I guess freedom. I don't think he wants death, but he doesn't want to be tortured again. Right. Um, but then Todd ties him to a leash, says, "Let's cook," while Jesse's <laughs> looking at a picture of Brock and Andrea. Yes. Left. Left in the, uh, in the in the place. Yeah. That was pretty I, awesome. That was very I really, awesome. I really loved that scene because it was just further further perpetuation of the the showrunners of this of this series. Just being using using camera work and using visual aid so well to tell a story because mm-hmm. there's very little dialogue in the scene, but. You know exactly what's happening. Like they say so much without saying anything. Because that the picture of uh, Andrea and that's her name, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Brock is it's it's deliberately posted on that on that wall or that beam so that he can watch it the whole time mm-hmm. right. and know that you know this is what's at stake. It was and it was just there, there's no there's no dialogue from Todd. He doesn't have to say anything. 
It was just I loved it. Does. I thought he it says, was so well done. Let's cook. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's but he doesn't he doesn't allude to the picture <laughs> yeah. at all. Right. 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 He, right. he doesn't he doesn't have to make any threats or say anything. It's all there, and I was just I love that so much. I love I love what they're doing to Jesse because it is now. I'm now so close to being correct in my assumption at the beginning <laughs> of all this that he is going to get away. There is no way, and I guess I could be wrong, so there, it is very difficult for me to imagine that they will bring Jesse down this far only only to kill him off, screw him over. And and I say that because at the beginning of the episode, and this is this is how I had to talk down the people with whom I was watching the episode, mm-hmm. at the beginning when, when the gun... We kind of glossed over this. When the gun is being held to Jesse's head and he yeah. looks up toward the sky, luckily for me, as tense as that moment was, I just knew in my head there's no way Jesse's going to die right now. Interesting. And I know you're supposed mm-hmm. to think it's possible because Hank just died. Mm-hmm. You know, if Hank could die, why couldn't Jesse? But right. I, the, the moment that that happened and uh, and they pulled Jesse out from under the thing, and and Walt is like we have you know unfinished business we need to kill him. Jesse becomes the hero, right? I agree. Right? Not just our moral compass, but the hero. I agree. And uh, interesting mm-hmm. side note about him looking up at the sky and seeing the the ravens, um, mm-hmm. circling or, or whatever. Um, that's similar to a scene in I think it was the end of season two. Yeah, the end of season two, beginning of season three, when Walt. I think it's when Walt visits him in rehab after Jane's death, and uh, he looks up. He looks up at the sky and sees the same thing, and it's kind mm, of, yeah. uh, kind of like I think it's just like his lowest point. And um, I think I think we're looking towards a uh, a, a redeeming arc for him. It, yeah, uh, if if they want us to feel happy. It could go, you know, the show could go a number of ways. We could just feel awful and depressed by the end of it. But if they want us to feel happy uh, and leave with at least somewhat of a of a of a sigh of relief, mm-hmm. Jesse wins. I don't know what that means, but he wins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. That there's a difference between leaving us happy and leaving us satisfied. Like that, he could still win, and but he could still die winning. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by uh, you know I don't know what that means but right but he he wins like I said he he is now the hero and right. especially even more uh, when Todd ties into the leash and and when we think it can't get any worse it does forced like a slave to cook meth yeah to to be beaten again surely later on mm-hmm. wow so, uh, yeah. I I can't I can't wait to see to see what happens with him. So then we come back and Flynn does find out. We've talked about that performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they go home. Whew, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> if possible, the pace of the show picks up. <laughs> the, the intensity <laughs> picks up. There is more. There's more to be had. Uh, they show up and there's an old beaten down truck in the driveway. Uh, they come in and, and Walt is in there. Um, why don't you describe, why don't you guys describe, Matt, I guess you can start. Just, just your, uh, your emotional ride, your journey from when they come into the house and see Hank there to when when Hank leaves the house. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. You, said, you like that? Because there's so much, and it's like 10 minutes. No, you called him Hank again. <laughs> Twice. No. Come on. Come on. I love it so much. I meant Skyler. Um, <laughs> so this episode is all about his kingdom crashing down, everything changing. His him, He's lost his family, essentially. He doesn't know it yet in that scene, but he has. And it's kind of... The 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 way that the scene plays out is just, I was, I was on pins and needles. I, I feel like this the scene. We talked a little bit about the opening of um, season five A with him doing the, the the bacon in fifty two, the the mm-hmm. Skylar thing, and how throughout the entire series he's taken on characteristics of people that he's killed and traits and everything. And that was a big theory was that, oh, he's going to kill Skylar. And when she grabbed that knife and she stabbed him or she cut him, I was like, oh, this is it. He's going to murder his family. Um, and that's going to bring about the end of the series. Like the the end, the last two episodes is going to be all him just going nuts. You thought that? I, I thought that in the back of my head solely because of the 52 in, in the bacon and in, in the Denny's in the first scene of the season five and i feel like that was completely intentional like i feel like they i feel like vince gilligan and his writers purposely did that to mess with us for this one moment to make the tension just just completely unbearable in this scene and it was for Mm me um wow nice pickup man thank you yeah um thanks i can't take all the credit it's mostly vince gilligan but <laughs> but yeah, I just thought I just thought it was just in, incredible, and um, I loved I loved Flynn um, <laughs> as uh, someone stepping on, up and protecting his mom. Yeah, as as yeah. someone on the, online mentioned, uh, it's the one time that he sided with Skylar in the entire series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, uh, um, I thought it was. I loved the scene as well. Um, it was it was so just intense mm-hmm. and. Again, I love the camera work where they kind of – there's a part where kind of in the middle of the scene they kind of cut to those – no pun intended. They cut to those knives <laughs> and they kind of show show the knives from a certain perspective mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, God, what's about to happen? They show mm-hmm. the knives um, and the phone. And the phone, yeah. right, right. Please pick up and, the phone. Uh, Please pick up the phone. Please pick up right. the phone. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the knife. Uh, uh. Yeah, so it was, it was beyond tense and I – my jaw like dropped open. When Walt grabbed the baby before he left, I was just like, oh, my God, what is he going to do? This is just terrifying. Um, It was really scary. It was a scary scene. It was a scary scene. I agree. What what do you think was the thought process that made Skylar realize that she doesn't want to be Lady Macbeth anymore? Does she think that Walt killed Hank, or is she just realizing that he is responsible for the death of Hank? I think it was I think it was her her motivations as a mother because she had mm-hmm. just had to mm-hmm. to ruin the trust between her and her son for the last time. She was just fed up with it and I think she wanted to do something to gain his trust finally or to finally take action. I think sure. it was I think it was out of out of her out of her instincts as a mother as opposed to a wife, honestly. Sure. If I was ever unsure of uh of uh, uh Anna Gunn being deserving of her Oscar the as as heart pounding as it was to see Walt take 
Holly, Skyler's reaction to it was even more intense. Yeah, her performance and everything just it, it's been it's been it's been perfect this season. Um, it's been really really great. Yeah, yeah. it reminds mm-hmm. me of the the scene with her and Marie, where she just doesn't speak and uh, um uh, like early in the season before uh, actually before Marie tries to take the baby. Um, but I feel like her not wanting to be Lady Macbeth, that's a great way to put it, by the way. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just the notion that she doesn't know, she, she may not know that, that, um, Walt didn't kill Hank and she may not believe him when he says he negotiated. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's just the, the sheer fact that she, that she thinks that he's capable of killing Hank is the thing that's yeah. like the final straw. Right. right. Um, yeah. And when she, when she ran out of the house and, and just stared at him, um, drive away with the baby, I was just like, I, like I, I screamed. I was like, get in the challenger and chase him. He's in a beat up truck. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> nice. And if you can't I, do that, have Flynn get in it and run after him. I wasn't sure exactly how to feel about Walt taking Holly out of the out of the playpen. Uh, I wasn't sure the motivation until I read on the internet that it w- she was the last person who didn't hate Walt. And I thought that was wow. interesting. That's a good Alt, point. But, but then, as he's changing the diaper, oh. all she wants is mama. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. That was, that was pretty heartbreaking, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Um, well, so he steals the baby. Um, they're at the White House, the White <laughs> Residence. We have uh, Marie has shown up. We have um, Skyler, and we have Walt Jr. And of course, the cops are there. And there's an Amber Alert for young Holly. Uh, while they are there, the phone rings, and it is Walt. Walt calls Skyler. This phone and a brilliant callback call that I referenced before to the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, two conversations where Walt expresses real love. For his family mm-hmm. uh, and lies at the same time. Yep, I was a little unsure at first of in, of his intentions, um, but when I saw him cry, it was pretty obvious what he was doing. Oh yeah, it, it took me a while to pick up on it too. But he's did, tiny. Did it take you a minute too? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, when he's when he's talking to Skyler and and he just says, uh, you know, you were so stupid, and I warned you to cross me, and I don't, you know. If you cross me, you'll end up like Hank and uh, calls her the B word and, and this and that. Until we see him cry, I I thought he meant it. Me too. Right. I actually had in my notes. I, I actually wrote in my notes. I paused it and was like, uh, this is the truest form of Heisenberg. But that's completely mm-hmm. that's completely inaccurate because what it actually was that he was he was clearing Skyler of any culpability exactly. in his in his criminal thing because right. she's the okay. only person that she's the only she's he knows he's he's done he she she needs to raise the kids and she can't be yep. held accountable and more for specifically his the line when he says it was all me is my yeah idea mm-hmm. and all that stuff. yeah and on the other That's side funny. of the phone skylar uh the way she was like, yeah. You're does right. she give a knowing nod? She does. She she knows she knows what he's up to because uh, like someone pointed out online that she's pretty much the only one who's kind of been able to see through his lies for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we talked about that. Yeah. And he, uh, 
and she kind of she's like she eventually she she's like okay I know I know what he's doing so he's like so she just agrees with him and all that and plays up this apologizes this, uh, yeah apologizes sorry um, great great scene um, uh, it was it was it was a really incredible scene it really was it was heartbreaking oh yeah yeah, I, yeah that, definitely when I referenced earlier this is the third time now when I had to talk <laughs> down the people that was that was the heaviest scene mm-hmm. they were I, I don't know that they all caught the 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 sadness in Hank, and they, and they thought he had just really gone off the deep end. And in their defense, I did too for most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought this was this was the lowest of of low for for Walt. Right, and he. Uh, you guys, but, oh, when I talked about the ro- sorry, Tony, when I talked about the roller coaster of emotions, I I sympathized yet again with Walt. I was just going to bring that up. Hmm. Um, it, it was interesting to see that that. Because the entire run of the series, his whole spiel has been he's doing this for his family, and that didn't become that that became completely second second hand when he started making a bunch of money, um, and so he was more greedy and, and power hungry and everything. But uh, even even here at the end, he is he is providing for his family by giving mm-hmm. Skyler this alibi. Um, but Vince Gilligan teased at the beginning of this half of the end of the series that. Uh, all along, Walt's superpower has been his ability to lie, so much so that he lies to himself. Right. And we will see him start to figure that out this season. And I don't think we've seen him figure that out this season until this last scene. Yeah. And that that's why I have a little bit of sympathy for him now. Yeah. When he when he starts to cry, I don't think it's because he knows he's not – I don't think it's because he knows he's not going to see his family again. I think it's because he realizes the, 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 the monster he's become or the, the – the, Right, the thing he's become. Right. Tiny, what were you gonna say? I was gonna ask you guys if you thought that that was the reason why he took Holly was because he wanted to have that whole thing set up. He wanted to get the cops involved so that he could confess in that way. I guess. Hmm. Do you think that's why he took her? Or do you think he took her just as a last a last ditch effort? Yeah, I considered that, but that's a lot of thinking in that shortest span. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was that's, too a, quick. that's a really big plan. I I just thought like I said earlier that it was more about the one person left that cares about him. Yeah, that's what I could uh, possibly. I I like that that one, so I'll go with that one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Um so he says he has unfinished business to do. Hmm. Whew. Do we know? Can we guess? I anyway. He he brings the baby back to. Sorry. Oh, no, that's uh, fine. He brings he brings the baby to uh, a fire, uh, the firehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, leaves it in there. Of course, the baby goes back to Skyler. We don't see it happen, but we assume. Right. And then he finds Saul's guy, and then uh, and then rides off into the sunset. Yep. Uh, what now? I want to point out something from. Hank's death scene um, that may reveal some things about what these next two episodes, the, these last two episodes are going to be about. I mean, it's pretty clear where it's going to head, but um, I just want to point out that after Hank dies, after he gets shot, there's a shot of Walt with his head down on the on the ground, and he's like he's he's broken up and he's he's um, he's just in, he's just distraught and all that, and it is exactly exactly like um the shot in season four 
when there's a flashback to Gus and his partner with the cartel after uh after his partner gets killed um Gus has his head down exactly like Walt does in this episode huh. and he's 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 distraught and everything and if you remember Gus after that he had like this vendetta against the cartel and uh and like it even went to went as far as to taunt Hector um and uh, uh all that so i feel like this is so who is the cartel in this instance the nazis uh the nazis. uncle jack and them cuz mm-hmm. he's uh like i said walt has no I, I feel like walt doesn't have the responsibility he can't he can't comprehend the at least not yet he doesn't take responsibility for his actions so he's like okay these people are responsible for hank's death they killed hank even though i mm-hmm. brought them down on hank um, so I feel like that's what he's getting the gun for. That's what he's getting the ricin for. He's going after them. Definitely. Yeah. I still don't know. Um, they are very two, there are two very specific forms of weaponry. The gun, the big, big gun and the ricin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder who is for whom or which is for whom. You know what I mean? Makes me wonder if the ricin is for Jesse. Hmm. That's a good point. I don't know. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's, who it's, knows? Yeah. I I don't know yeah. in the best way. You know, I'm I'm confused in the best way. That's an interesting. That's an interesting theory. Though. Yeah. It could be that the ricin is for for Walt himself. Oh, but heavy. Yeah. But I. <laughs> This goes back to that scene with him and Jesse this episode, right? Where I said, I, I hate Walt. And it, it, mm-hmm. it lessened up quite a bit throughout the run of the episode because you saw him uh, on the phone and all that. But I feel like I feel like him taking taking himself out with the ricin would be a little easy. Or it would be a little – it would be easy for him, not easy on the writer's sake. It would just be – it would be too much of a – it wouldn't be, be befitting the – the villain that he has become. Well, and you know what I just thought of? Why would he do that? He's got cancer. And we know he still has cancer on his 52nd birthday. You know, hmm. can he just not wait? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning, I'm really leaning toward that Jesse will kill him. Jesse is going to get some heroic ending. Yeah. But I kind of liked how Tiny thinks that Walt is going to die of cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. There's only two episodes left, so anything can happen, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we wrap it up then? Uh, Yeah. I think I think that about covers this episode. Um, yep. That's it for the episode. Yeah. Next week, we have the penultimate episode, and then after that, we'll have the uh, our final episode of our Breaking Bad uh, recap, reviews, retrospective. Yep. I don't know. We'll have to hold it out. Hopefully, we don't uh, go the way of Hank and Gomez. Right by then, so uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I just imagine those two just sitting, sitting in Belize, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe talking to Mike or something. But yep, sounds delightful. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Well, that does it for the Breaking Bad bonus episode number two. One more time, thank you guys so unbelievably much for downloading, 
listening and sharing. You can find us on Twitter. This is Mike. Again, I'm at I am Mike White. Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny, and Matt is at Obsessive Viewer. Check out, of course, the blog, ObsessiveViewer.com, where Matt posts new content on a nearly daily basis. Uh, like us on Facebook or send us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com. If you're like us, the next two weeks are going to be pretty crazy for breaking, uh, the Breaking Bad world. So come back to the Obsessive Viewer in two weeks to hear our thoughts on the last two episodes as we wrap up the series and try to give one of our favorite shows a proper send-off. Thank you again so much for listening. Remember, may the Force live long and prosper. I can dodge bullets. Yo, so... What's next? We wait. We don't got like eight more anal things we gotta do first. The reaction has begun.